everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes three and four of My Country, The New Age. Yeah! I am pretty obsessed. I think we both said that we binge-watched it, so, like, turning on the show and being like, it's gonna be three hours from here on out is rough. But then you get into it, and it just goes. It It goes so quick. Yeah, I, uh, it flies by so quick, and... I am so invested in so many parts of it. Can I hop into something just, like, right from the start, just lead off with, like, a heavy-hitting controversial opinion I think you will disagree with me on? Probably. I hate to put you in a box, but I think you'll disagree with me on it based on past... Uh, just, I don't know, K-dramas, but I like to think maybe yeah. I know you, so we'll see. We'll just see. You know I'll me tell pretty you. well. Yeah. So, I have this opinion, and yes, okay, I'll just share it. We'll, we'll just go into it. So, I am so unbelievably fucking lukewarm, at best, on Nam Sianho. Like, at best. I okay. don't. I do not care about that man. I think he's kind of, I think we're supposed to like him in a love a bad boy kind of way. Mm. I think that he is either incredibly smart and a bad person or a goddamn dumbass. I don't I don't like his storyline. Yeah. I get that. I don't understand his motivations. I right. think that's my only hang up with him is I'm like what is the plan here, buddy? Or do you like you said, do you just not have any plan? Yeah. Are you just the dumbest person. Because he's out here saying he has a plan and trying to become the spider who weaves all of these webs and has all of this power. But to what end? To honestly, What are you trying to accomplish? Like Because you are your father. If it's just to to power grab, then all you if you're just becoming the person you hate. You literally your only motivation is to become more powerful than your abusive father because you're making all the same decisions he is, and you're playing- He has nothing on you, and you are playing into his hand. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> there was- There were so many moments in these episodes, so my heart still fluttered when these two, two boys met again on the battlefield. They they lock eyes, and I felt like when K-drama lovers first hold hands. Like, right. my heart was pitter-pattering all over the place. <laughs> I was so excited for these these two guys to be together again. Comrades, buddies. And I knew that wasn't going to happen. It seemed like part of the storyline is they're going to be frenemies? I don't know. But yeah, at what point does Sono say, my dad left me to die? So now what I want is friendship. I think I think what I want is friendship. Or even the girl. What I want is to steal your girl. I love Huijay. She's great. I'm going to try and woo her. But his motivation at this point is, yeah, just a power grab? Yeah. Why? For what? To get back at his dad. For I mean, obviously, yeah, his dad has been just unbelievably manipulative and abusive and has destroyed him emotionally. The whole scene of him as a little kid being taken away from his mom only to find out that they murdered his mom. 
was unbelievably devastating. Of course it is. But at the same time, what makes you better than the man who did that at this point? It was your idea to walk in and murder innocent men for what sacrifice? I mean, I guess, are we supposed to feel like that was like good point? Sienho, you know, that's smart. Because it's, I, I guess I just can't get behind a villain. I think we said this last episode when we were first recording about his dad, where I just can't get behind a villain whose motivation is to become powerful at any expense, right? Obviously, they make a great villain. It makes a great villain that everyone loves to hate. It's not really typically, unless I guess done in a very specific way, that interesting to me. And for his character specifically, it's not interesting to me because he admits that he doesn't want to lose his best friend. But then he, for seemingly no reason, lies about what happened to Yon. That's the part that I first... I was totally... I was behind you when you... Like you said, either he's a complete moron or he's a terrible person because I don't understand why he lied about Yon except that it seemed like he was trying to protect Sohui from meeting Namjan and going after Namjan. He was like, if you know that your sister's alive, you're going to go try to kidnap her and my dad will kill you. But two seconds later, he's like, Sohui's going to come after you, dad. I know that. And he absolutely does. And it's just like, I don't understand why you lied then. If you... Unless you're just being mean. Yeah. At, at what point... Yeah, I don't understand that. And also, I think his dad has proven that he has no problem with ending Hui's life. It's just inconvenient. Like, why would he take the time? Which is to say, I guess that probably the only thing keeping Hui alive is, I don't know, his father's indifference. But even then, it's... You know it's your best friend. His almost sole purpose for living since he was a child was to take care of his sister. What is his life? It, like You just want him, what, to not be killed by your father? So what? So what? So he can just be alive and devastated because he his sister's dead? That's I, It just doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. To, and what's stopping him from going in revenge killing him, which is exactly what he did. So why wouldn't you tell the truth when he said, I'm going to kill your father? Why wouldn't you say, fucking fine. I guess if you're going to go kill yourself either way, she is alive. She's alive, you know? what? What's yeah. the purpose of continuing to keep the secret? Yeah. Why was there no moment of she's alive and she's at my father's house and she doesn't remember you? I feel like those things would be painful enough to know. So if the point is to hurt Hui, like, the reality is bad enough. You can do that with his real-life situation. I don't understand what the point is of then lying on top of it and trying to devastate him more. Yeah. And yeah, I don't understand his motivations at all because he acts so ready to... I don't. When he was talking to Yun in the flashback scene after she comes to and she doesn't remember anything about her life... He acts so devastated when she talks about what a terrible life she must have lived and how how could she have possibly bared it, which is very sad. 
But also, I mean, it just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't translate over at all that he's this seemingly good person who has empathy for his friend and his friend's sister's situation. And also that he is this this revenge-driven, I'm gonna get my dad at all costs. It just doesn't, it's so weird and stupid. And I just hate him and all of his motivations, whatever they are, in any given moment. One moment his motivation is, I'll do anything to make sure that Yon stays safe. But in the next moment, I'm, I will let her become a hostage within my dad's home. She will be my dad's slave now, which, I mean, that's seemed like a good option for her. Putting her back on the streets wouldn't maybe be safe. But, yeah, you'd know what's going to happen. I guess he didn't know she was going to become a hostage because he probably assumed Sohui was dead. But he chose that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I was also very confused in the scene where he wakes up from his injuries. They're in the medicine camp. They're in the medicine house. And he says, I was the one who sent you off to war, but then why do you think I followed behind? Why do you think I came after you? And my brain, obviously, this is, you heard the pitter-patter story. This is through maybe rose-colored glasses as far as their relationship goes, where my brain was like, oh, he's saying, I still love you, man. I felt really bad about what I did, and I came to get you back. Apparently not. Immediately it was clear that that's not what he was saying, but I don't know then what he was saying. Right. Uh, Yeah, I have no clue what he was saying. Because my immediate thought when he said that was that it was just a lie. I don't know. At this point, he's, he's so good at switching whatever, putting on whatever face he wants to present to the person he's talking to. That I just, yeah, that's that's another thing, right? When you can't tell a character's motivations, it's hard to get behind them because everything they do just feels like a lie. It feels like the character's motivations are lie to get what I need. Yeah, and I think like you said, he's trying to be made out to be this very manipulative very cool kind of spider character that controls everybody else's emotions. And he's doing a great job at that. But I think the writing has a little bit missed the mark in terms of it feels like the audience can't get a grasp on who he is or what he's trying to do. So we're also maybe just being manipulated a little bit, which is an odd choice for a TV show. Right. I feel like I'm supposed to care about him, right? I'm supposed to like him. Uh, Like I said, in that very you love a bad boy kind of way, I feel like I'm supposed to, you know, say he just had a rough time of it. And he's, he's, you know, the other side of the coin to this really noble character who was, you know, they're opposites in every way, but best friends. And they each have their redeeming qualities, but I don't, I don't see the redeeming qualities. I don't, he just feels like a villain. It doesn't feel like this, I guess, friendship show that I wanted it to be for them. Or even this, you know, this either tragic friendship show or this, you know, coming together and fighting a great evil, whatever the case may be, or rivalry, whatever it is, it doesn't even feel like a rivalry. It feels like, 
he's our bad guy at this point because yeah because even though he's going after the quote unquote bad guy his father he's not doing anything to make himself redeemable right it wasn't his father's idea to go and and slaughter the camp to you know put himself in a good position it wasn't his father's idea to to send Hui away. He, his father was threatening Hui, but it wasn't his father's idea to to send him to a terrible death at war. It, you know, there's just so many things where it gets to a point where he's being worse than the bad guy, even though he's yeah. trying to yeah go after the bad guy. Where it, I I can't get behind him. I don't care. I don't care what his motivations <laughs> are. He's he's a shitty person or he's stupid. <laughs> and yeah did you I, ever watch sorry oh i was just gonna say sorry to anyone who's a big maybe he has a huge turnaround like a very believable turnaround they flip-flopped him so many times or tried so hard to get him to seem so genuine so many times that i will be surprised if i if i feel it right if i feel that mm. turnaround particularly potently i think they'll have to make it clear like yeah. I, I think our biggest problem so far is it not being clear what he's about, what he wants, where he stands. And I was gonna say, did you ever watch Naruto? The um, anime. No, I didn't. Is that very it's good? About, it's about. yeah. I liked it a lot. I haven't watched all nine hundred episodes or <laughs> anything, but I watched a good amount of it, and it's mostly about. This boy, Naruto, and his best friend, Sasuke, and Sasuke kind of turns evil and goes off to be evil, and Naruto's like, you weren't born to be evil, you can live among us, the good guys. I think Sasuke is struggling with, like, I was born this way and I cannot change, um, and Naruto, like, most of the show is about Naruto trying to find and save Sasuke from himself. And I feel like they could have gone more in that direction with this show, where we have this hero in Sohui who's good, and we want to watch him. We want to see him struggle and succeed and struggle and succeed. And maybe it could be in the effort of trying to get his best friend back and say, like, I see that Sono is going down this path that his father has paved for him, and I don't want that for him. I still think he's redeemable. I want to rescue him. But we're given so much Sonho time. Like, in Naruto, Sasuke is basically gone for most of the show. You almost never see him. You don't know what he's up to. He's mostly hidden. And I think they could have benefited from that a little more in this show if they'd said, like, Sono's off with his dad. You occasionally get scenes with him and the general. He seems to be on this council where he's talking to the guy who's trying to overthrow the king. I think Commander Yi might be his name, the guy who's, like, trying to be the king. Yeah, And, like, you see him in the background of all these different scenes with, like, his dad and Commander Yi and these other people over here doing this other thing, but you don't really know. You kind of just get the impression that he's taking a backseat to his own life. And so, in a way, just this not knowing makes him redeemable. 
but most of the time is spent with Sohui and what he's doing. But instead, they're like, nope, solid 50-50. We're going to give them both <laughs> equal screen time. But one of them is cute and pure, and you know his motivations. He loves his sister. He loves his country, maybe? I don't know. His girlfriend He's just mostly. trying to survive. He misses his, his dad, girlfriend. who was a really noble yeah. dude. It's great. We love all of it. We're going to watch Sohui forever. And then you've got the other half of the time spent with Sono. And you don't get what he's about, but he seems to just be doing bad things more and more. And that's yeah. so frustrating. Yeah. Or if, if I guess he felt maybe a little less in control of his situation, right? Or if he felt... Yeah. And... You know, you can do that and still make someone extremely capable and and still show they're just out here trying to survive. But he's not in... There are moments where he's trying to survive and he does have to play the game in survival mode. But at the end of the day, he is kind of choosing to be where he's at, right? It's not... Yeah. It's not the same as the position that... Uh, so he is now in where he he's always been struggling to survive. He's always and he still makes the right decisions, right? He's still and sometimes they're really hard, but he keeps fighting for the right thing. Or even in this situation that he's in now that we only got a taste of at the very end of episode four, where he's essentially owned by Seon family. Yeah, he he's essentially owned by them at this point because. He knows his sister will be killed or thrown on the streets if he doesn't do what they say. That is a situation you can't walk away from, right? That, but yeah, but Sion Ho is not in that situation. He fully is. He's had a rough go of it. Things have not been easy. He's been manipulated, lied to, and abused his whole life. But he's very much choosing to to be the council person who gives the advice to slaughter innocent men and then when that doesn't work defame them and he's he you know he's coming up with these ideas to stay in this world and in this position and he could choose to to walk away so yeah i don't know i we've harped on about it for so long i'm i've like <laughs> no, i'm sorry no i'm sorry i i can't like let it go i guess that which in its own way is phenomenal writing and they've done a great job because I do obviously care. I just, mm -hmm. it's like I care. I just wanted to care in a different way mm. than about like whatever he's up to. But here we I'm are. I'm excited. I feel like there's a lot of potential for this character and it's weird that we're four episodes in and I'm like, give us more from him. But I'm, I guess, the only place where I sit in opposition to your opinion is I think you have a better memory and therefore sometimes characters and storylines are less redeemable because you remember their greatest flaws. I have no such memory. I am a goldfish. <laughs> Every episode is a new adventure. So if they start to figure out Sonho's character, make his motivations more clear, give us better storylines, and potentially even better decisions, make him a good guy. That'd be nice. Make him a friend to his best friend. I'm asking for too much. 
but <laughs> give us a little more to work with th- this character. And I'll be happy as a clam. I'll be so excited. He's the most beautiful person I've ever seen. And so he's got that pretty privilege in my heart. <laughs> he's already halfway there. Just make him make sense. And yeah. I'll love him. I hold a grudge. I do. Fully. And I'm hoping that there's a turnaround that, yeah, makes him make sense, even looking back, right? So that then my grudge kind of has all of the wind taken out of its sails, because I can say, oh, actually, it was so clever that they set him up in this way because of this, but right now it feels pretty irredeemable. (laughs) Yeah. But when we watch this show for the second time, it'll all make sense. (laughs) I I mean, just in general, to transition a little bit. I'm only just starting to understand what's happening with this show in terms of war and overthrowing the king and who is who and who's doing what. It's a bit much. Yeah, it is. It is very politically complicated. And there's parts of it I'm very interested in. And there's parts of it I am very not interested in just because it yeah like you said it it ends up feeling like a lot of plot to kind of pick through and and try to understand it took me a while also to kind of get to the place where I felt comfortable with knowing what everyone was up to politically and and where they stand on the political spectrum Um, And even then, I feel like anything could shake it up at any point in time. Um, Something I was very confused about that I was hoping you could clear up for me. Actually, first, before I ask about that. Okay. Something I think they do an interesting job with almost every other character except Sionho is develop lots of gray areas and nuances for characters in tricky positions, right? Where you think you're going to hate a particular character, and then it turns out that they are actually maybe not extremely likable, but they're intriguing and you want to know more about them. And they're, you you don't know their motivations, but the the choices they're making actually feel very interesting and that you could learn about their motivations eventually. I don't know. There's a lot of characters like that. Um, one in particular is they don't say his name very often, but it's Park Chido and he is the guy who was the cop essentially. Okay. That brought Sohui's dad's armor to him and seemed to yeah. be part of the same. I didn't understand regiment? that part. Yeah. Some some kind of regiment or faction or, I don't know, specialized forces or something. Yeah, that was the impression I got as Sohui's dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he's very interesting to me, right? Because he is a character who seemed as if he was going to be so problematic and is turning out yeah. to be mysterious and interesting and helpful and had one of the coolest helping one of the main characters become a more dynamic character because I loved that Siohui was being his same hothead self and Chido said, listen, to all of us in this room, this dude just tried to murder us. So you either need to make his case very compelling 
or you need to stop throwing a fit and make your own case very compelling and ask us nicely to save him. Because at this point, I don't know that dude from any of the other men out there that we had to kill to survive. That was such a good moment. Yeah. Oh, I am obsessed with that guy already. See, goldfish memory. I knew... <laughs> He was the cop from the first couple episodes, but his complete turnaround in these last two episodes, I have forgiven and forgotten everything. <laughs> he is just good. He is good man. Yeah. I am excited to see the same. When you were talking, I thought you were going to say the guy in red who worked for Commander General Yee? Captain General Yi, I think, who's now maybe King. King Yi. Yeah. The, the guy in red, the second in command, who tries to kill Son Ho a bunch of times, somehow survives the night, somehow crosses the river. That was kind of fucking stupid, but... <laughs> eventually finds the guys he's looking for, and there's a moment in that, that freaking fire scene was so cheesy and so epic at the same time. No, wasn't it? I... I kind of loved it, but mostly it was very, it, it kind of destroyed my immersion because it was the most hammed up K-drama moment. <laughs> and it's so long. Yeah. Like, they're, what they're saying is so cool and backed by the fire, it's even cooler. But man, they had a long, long conversation in a burning building that had already been on fire for a good long time. It was a lot, but if you're into it, you're into it, and I think I was into it while I was watching it. So, <laughs> I loved that Sono pointed out, you were sent to die, my guy. You should just be on my team now, and we can be Prince of Darkness and his headless horseman or whatever, whatever you do. <laughs> and he was like, you don't even know what I do? And Sono was like, I honestly don't care. I genuinely don't care about you at all, but... We could be, like, teammates, I guess. Like, own this country, 80-20. And yeah. the dude in red was like, that sounds actually good. I think I'll do that. It probably sounds better than being killed. So, sure. Sure, I'll be on your team. I'm <laughs> completely behind this. What a weird little friendship. I hope the guy in red has a turnaround because I absolutely hated him for most of these episodes. And Same. now he's on Sonho's team. So we'll see. He was just such a low-level villain, right? That yeah. He was just an annoyance that I didn't really need. I was mad. It did destroy my immersion that he took a sword downward through his sternum, essentially, into all of his internal organs to the point that he was forced to his knees by Seo Hui. He, I mean, it wasn't a small stab. It wasn't, uh, oh, I nicked you in the side. He keeps driving the sword down until that dude falls to his knees and then tears the sword like outward and upward. And it should have just rendered every organ inside of his body completely useless. Just cut all of them in twain. And that <laughs> somehow that dude took a, a belly nap overnight <laughs> and was strong enough to just walk around just 
simply walk around and ride a horse and carry himself a boat yeah and investigate uh, the disappearance of these men and find them and fight them and he took two arrows to his torso during that fight as well no. didn't phase the dude did not phase him uh, he is didn't he even look fully invincible that that is what absolutely destroyed my immersion cuz otherwise mm-hmm. the show is so compelling if he if there was something else if he had like just taken a head wound you know got knocked over the head and people thought he was dead that would yeah. have been so believable to me that you know he he was knocked out and and he got away clean but he got eviscerated <laughs> and he stood up and he like you said he didn't just stand up he climbed down a mountain crossed a river rode on horseback for 3 days and did some tracking this is they don't even show him having a bandage or having to clean his wounds once. No. He's fine. In fact, let's show him getting shot twice more. Yeah. He's it wasn't fine. enough. He he can take it. It was simply a flesh wound. Let's go. This this is the main character. <laughs> I don't know who this man is, but he's the main character now. He's 100% the main character. I guess we just have to live with that. The writers have given us a new main character in in three episodes in. I love the red. I'm completely behind this change, this shift. Yeah, here we go. Um, yeah, he was something else. But yeah, he is an, <laughs> he's an interesting gray character. Um, here's the person mm-hmm. I really wanted to ask you about, though. It's Yi Bongwon, so the general's fifth son. Who is oh, okay. Chiboy Jung Hyuk? Jung Hyuk. Okay, okay. Yeah, my boy. Um, let's hear the question. So my question is the so the general is talking about his favorite son, who is not his oldest son, but he will always consider him his firstborn, right? Yes. Is it this guy? Because he seemed low key kind of disappointed in his firstborn son, who can do no wrong. And so I, I got a little confused because I was operating under the idea that it was his favorite son who he loves, his precious BB boy. And then they had a face to face and you can tell that Yi Bangwan does have, you know, a certain level of confidence of a favorite child, but actually in the face of interacting with his father you can tell that he doesn't really receive that, typically. Yeah. And so I was curious. I thought that scene would go so differently. I thought there would be a moment at the end, at least, where General Yi says, I'm talking to you this way because I love you and I'm your dad, not because I'm your king. Because I think that was something that came up was Bhagwan saying, you're talking to me like I'm one of your subjects and you can just rule over me. And I thought it would have been, I don't know, maybe too emotional for this general, but I thought it would have been a really powerful, kind of like you said, drive home this idea of you're still my favorite son if the general had said, had kind of finished with, I'm saying this because you're my son and you're my favorite son and you're my only son i need you to not drive away the people who are supporting me so let's get on board with that 
favorite son, only son. Yes, I do have seven sons, but you're the only <laughs> one I care about. Disregard everything that made you feel unloved because I do love you so much, my boy. My son. Because, yeah. Yeah. What was, yeah, that was such an awkward moment after so much buildup of like, this is my favorite child and he can do no wrong. And he, he is my heir. This amazing thing. Yeah. He's my heir. He's going to take this throne after I die. And also, get on your knees. Yeah. You are in so much trouble. I'm like, okay. Confusing. But also, gray area. I kind of like him. I like um, Yi Bang Wan. Yeah, I do. For sure. I am going to be so mad if Xie Hui continues with the plan of gaining his trust and then doing a murder because. Right? For Nam John? Um, no. Yeah, pass. <laughs> pass. I'm not even watching this show if that happens. Yeah. We know he makes it to whatever that first scene was. So. Uh huh. I read a recap of these four episodes because I was trying to figure out the wartime stuff. Mm. And maybe I just read a recap of the first episode because that's the only one I could find. I think that's actually what happened. And one thing I thought that was interesting is, I didn't pick up on this clearly, but I think it was Drama Beans or Drama Cool, something like that, said that between the first scene that we see where Sohui and Sono are facing off, and then the next scene where they're playing on the mountain and play fighting and then swimming in a little pond together... That was 10 years. So I don't know how many years have passed since since we've been following them. Yeah, that's very confusing, actually. So I was under the impression that it had been somewhere between... So we pick up after three months, right? I believe okay. it was three months when we see Siohui laying on the battlefield. And then he kind of pulls himself together, continues the fight... And that's a very, I don't know, tricky amount of time to track for how long they're at that encampment going through battle after battle. And there's the part where he goes and kills the enemy general. And, you know, there's so many moments throughout that period of time. I have to assume it wasn't an extremely long amount of time. Unless it was just a thing of convenience that they kept Park Cheeto injured for a while. Because I, I imagine he would have only been there for maybe, maybe a few weeks, you know, max. Yeah. But, but there's like, I imagine very little patience for people being injured at a war camp for the advanced troops before they have to, you know, get back out there. Yeah. So it... I'm assuming, based on that alone, which is kind of, like I said, a weird marker to use because it might have just been the convenience of how they wrote it, that he wasn't around for a while. But it was only a couple weeks, right? And then probably it took some time to travel after the assassination attempt or whatever, the, the slaughter, team slaughter comes in. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine it was more than a couple weeks between Siohui getting home. And so it may be very generously, I just can't see it being more than six months past the time that he left 
if it was a three month jump and then maybe another three months and that's that feels generous with time. So maybe a year from when they first were on the mountain and maybe they had a few months of hanging out with Hui Jie and flying kites with Yon and taking the exam and then yeah, they go off to war. And that's maybe six months. It feels like maybe a year has passed, if that. Yeah. So to be like 10, 10 years later, that's when they're fighting again. It takes them 10 years to gain uh, Bong Wan's trust. Yeah. Is and also what we're in for. In that 10 years, there's, I mean, there's got to be something else that shifts power again. So I don't know. There's just so much that could have happened. Who's to say? Who's to say? I guess us later. Yeah. In future episodes, it'll be for <laughs> us to say. But it just seemed insane to me. But we are spiraling towards the end, and I will honestly not tolerate it if we don't talk about Hui Jie's storyline, because it was the best one, objectively. It was. It was. She had a bunch of character development. Uh, de- development. <laughs> It was interesting from the beginning to the end, like the beginning of episode three to the end of episode four. Whatever she's up to, I'm into it. I'm interested. I love that she's now best friends with the queen. She has the queen's whole heart. Incredible. Slay. The fact that she fully walked away from, obviously, a situation where there were a lot of people that she cared for, but she morally felt she could no longer function as, you know, one of these secret finders because the information she once found was used against the man that she loves. And so she ha- she has to walk away from that. And, oh, we love a girl with strong morals. Strong morals? She was like three secrets away from getting free anyways or getting the truth about what happened to her mom i'm not really clear on what she was working towards i i think i was thrown off i thought she was gonna get like a letter that said who killed her mom or something but then we get that scene at the end where she's leaving and the bodyguard i loved that scene so much the bodyguard's like just so you know i killed the leper who hurt one of our girls and the other guy who hurt another one of our girls died very soon after he hurt her natural causes but i would have killed him if he hadn't and i will find who killed your mom like this guy i love him i don't know what what else he's about i don't know how he got to where he is i love him why is he not Sehui's <laughs> best friend because he's my favorite he deserves a best, best friend yeah Give that boy a best friend. Give that boy a best friend. So who is up for grabs? So who is single? Looking for new best friends? <laughs> Taking oh, applications. I loved that moment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm not really clear on losing what losing that traction with soul means as far as avenging her mom. But I'm sure we'll come back to that eventually. Either way, it was a great send off. And I'm glad she left because that was a neat place, but it had served its purpose, I think. I'm done with Iwaru. We're done with that. That's fine. She's going off to bigger and better things. And yeah, she has proven herself 
to not only just the queen, but the best queen. Yes, I love her. Also an interesting gray area character, which is to say she's done nothing that's gray area. She's only been perfection. She's only gray area because she is allied with Yi Sung Gai, so General Yi. Uh, I guess allied through being the woman he loves most. So that's very interesting. So what's, that, what's, what's that going to turn into? Because not a fan of General Yi. He's great. Yeah. I like him. He's interesting. He's interesting. He's yeah. not a good guy. No. And I, I'm still fully on board with whatever storyline he's going to. So I like that they gave his mistress as much interest as he has. Yes. And they gave her Hui Jie. <laughs> and they gave her Hui Jie, which, yeah, I was going to say it's hard because I feel like I just wanted to say shout out to Hui Jie for having the best storyline. But it's all we can do is like summarize. It's not like her character has changed at all. She's always been this amazing, strong, ambitious person. So it's just lovely to see her taking advantage of these opportunities and making these opportunities for herself. Yeah. And starting to get in control of her life. She says, I'm going to go grow my power outside of this place. And then she did it. I was just day one. She's <laughs> like, I actually know how to do that. I'm going to go do it. Goodbye. And then we watch her do it. And it's lovely. Yeah. And I want to see more of that. I want her to get all of Sono's screen time. Yes. And honestly, it's so cool watching her. Because like you said, she hasn't changed, but they're giving me opportunities to become more comfortable with her character in in a really cool way, right? Because she did cool things in the first two episodes, but also there was, you know, other stuff going on, and all you could think was, girl, you put up those posters and you're getting everyone killed out here, you know? Stuff, stuff yeah. like that, where you love that she's anti-war because she wants people to live, but also, it, she's dragging some people down that maybe aren't some innocent people. Yeah, so like she seems very you frustrating. You take someone down. Yeah, right. And then you find out that she actually is not frustrating at all. She is simply perfection. And we're just getting more and more of that. I'm here for it completely. I had one more scene. It's a really dumb scene to end on. So hopefully you can finish us off with a better one. I just was loving this crash course in gaslighting that we got when Sohui met his younger sister again, and oh, she doesn't remember you. him. <laughs> and Namjoon is sitting there like, do you, do you guys know each other? Are you familiar with one another? That dude. That dude. Oh my god. I mean, commendable job at just being severely dislikable. <laughs> commendable well done <laughs> this is a beautiful example of gaslighting and we hate to see it oh god we hate to see it but also well done <laughs> um i also though speaking of gaslighting sian ho learned from the best learned from papa because there's a point at which at the very end of episode four so he walks up to him and he says something along the lines, uh, sorry, Siano says to Siohui something along the lines of, 
you failed to protect your sister. That's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) And Siohui just lets that happen, even though it is, (laughs) I mean, not even object, like, just every way you look at it, 100%. 100% Siohui's fault. Because (laughs) from the very moment that he won that bribed uh, military test from the very moment he won that and then accepted that he won that and did nothing to not only did nothing to interfere with the dark path Siohui's life was through no fault of his own headed down but went ahead and hastened that along just hastened that along yeah in every possible way even if he'd done nothing as long as Sohui did not pass that exam, Yon was going to be screwed. She yeah. was going to have a bad life. Yeah. And he was totally fine with that. Up in- <laughs> he was to- he's been totally fine with it, but he couldn't just sit with being totally fine with it. He had to rub it the fuck in. I've sworn so much oh. during this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to edit every single one yeah. out. Just bleep I care. it. <laughs> I do not care. You are absolutely allowed to curse on your own show. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. And that, honestly, is all I really have to say about these last two episodes, is just how how upsetting all the gaslighting was. Let's wrap it up with that. (laughs) How upset I am that they're not friends again, and that we leave off with them being the opposite of friends, where Sunho is like, I actually fully support my dad holding your sister hostage so that I can keep control over you while he does whatever he does, and I'm kind of manipulating everyone. You're like, yeah. Sunho, you are not that. You are just bad. Yeah. You're just being, you're not just getting one up on your dad. You're being a bad person. You're being bad. Oh, I'm excited to see more, though. I, every time I turn on this show, I love it. Yeah, I may, I will probably go watch more of the episodes tonight. Probably. <laughs> I say that. I think I said that last week, though. I do yeah, love to binge we're them. we just going to wait. Yeah, right until right before we record. Then we'll watch them both. Yay! If you are still on the hellscape that is Twitter, I guess we're sort of still on it. You can give us a hey there or on Instagram. On Twitter, we're at PlayOnK. And on Instagram, we're at PlayOnK Podcast at G... At, nope, no, Gmail. It's Instagram. Just so at PlayOnK Podcast. Yeah. We do have an email, though, if you want to send <laughs> us a longer hey. We're at PlayOnK... God dang it. God dang it. We are PlayOnKPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> We have our website where you can find our episodes, comment on them, sign up for our newsletter, check out our affiliates, Blueberry Podcasting, NordVPN, and Skillshare, and that's all on the website, playonk.com. Woo! And you can also leave us a review, give us a rating, give us a like, I don't know, do whatever you can, wherever you listen. It'll help our show get more listeners, get more attention, go up on the charts or whatever. We would just appreciate it. It's a free way to support the show. Yeah, and I think that's just about everything. And so thanks for sticking around for our rants and join us for more next week. We're watching episodes five and six of My Country, The New Age. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.